Well, we have broke another milestone as we have reached episode 800. And John Bain and I discussed uh, what we should do for the 800th episode. And we both said immediately, we need another episode of Day Tripping with Bob DeWitt. Bob, welcome to the program. Hey, good to, good to talk to you again. Well, it's, Bob's uh, going to give us some quick hitters uh, over some of the, uh, the neat and interesting things that he's dug up to see uh, within a day trip of uh, pretty much anybody in, in Iowa or Illinois or Missouri or, or Indiana, uh, uh, that, that kind of range area, uh, a little bit into Wisconsin. What, what uh, treasures do you have for us uh, of, of trips that you've taken uh, for us to listen to today? Well, I'll go with the most recent, and uh, again, it's something that I drove by for years when I was uh, working and never stopped, but the Deer Wyman House in uh, Moline, we, we visited that last week, and I've been wanting to see it, and uh, and I, I definitely want to go back in the in the fall when the grounds are, are green, because there's a lot of landscaping that I didn't get to see, but because it was warm last week, we thought, well, it's 45 minutes from home. Uh, they give free tours, and and uh, you have to register. You have to get a ticket, but there's no charge for the ticket. But uh, the Deer Wyman House was was built in the uh, 1870s by John Deere's son, and this gets real complicated. It's it's Wyman House because uh, when John Deere's son and his wife passed, their daughter ended up with the house uh, and she married a Wyman so but it, it's a really a really cool house and it's it's homey it, it you can tell that a family lived there and it was built for a family and apparently it's been added on but uh, in, indoor plumbing which you know in the 1870s was probably probably not in every house uh, amazing shower that looks like something out of a spa you'd see today uh, has an elevator in it, and they think the elevator was probably put in uh, around 1890. And, and the reason they they were able to pin it to that area or that era is they found a newspaper paper article where uh, uh, John Deere's son actually fell through the uh, elevator shaft <laughs> and dropped two stories and got a little beat up, but but he was fine after that. But it's, it's just a neat house and where it's been added on to, uh, uh, she was, uh, Mrs. Uh, Deer was uh, real particular with the architects and she didn't want it to show like it added on. And, and they really accomplished that. You can't tell from the inside that this house has ever been added on to. And the funny thing is, which I never realized, it's actually facing and they built it to, to face uh, downtown Moline, which is where the Deer, uh, plow works were at the time. They had moved from Grand Detour, Iowa, or Illinois to to Moline when John Deere was actually president of the company. And uh, just a neat, just a neat old Victorian house that uh, kind of gives you a glimpse into the Victorian family life and and architectural innovations of that that era. Uh, the doors are like two or three inches thick, and uh, the the hinges on the doors are real ornate it's just uh the wallpaper was put up as as just a dry canvas and then it was uh stenciled and hand painted so it's just it's just a really cool really cool place to visit and like i said you go onto their website and uh i'll give you the website it's uh, butter 
Worth Center, like Mrs. Butterworth, butterworthcenter.com. And where the Butterworth Center comes in, the house across the street was a wedding gift from Charles Deere, which is John Deere's daughter, to his daughter, Catherine, and her husband, William Butterworth. And, and they built this. It's basically a mansion, too, but it's not the Victorian era. And and the, the Butterworth family had no children. So when you're taking a tour of that place, and it's, it's just across the street, uh, you could tell it's more set up for events. It, it was more for entertaining than it uh, than it was. You don't get the homey feel, but that's the way it was set up. And when it was willed uh, to the historic society in the Quad Cities, uh, it was hopefully going to be an event center, and that's what it is. It's actually rented out for events and and uh, just a just a neat house. So. Uh, ButterworthCenter.com is where you register for the tour. The tours last about an hour and a half, uh, 45 minutes in each place. But if you like old architecture, and if you're a John Deere fan, and I know there's a lot of those out there, and I'm one of them, uh, it, it's just worth getting a glimpse into the life of uh, that family back in the late 18 and early 1900s. Well, there's all kinds of their websites. Amazing. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow, so well done. Uh, and I love the initial uh, uh, view that you get a panoramic view of the place when you. Uh, yeah, now it now it looks at the well. It used to be the mark. I'm not sure what it's called now, but now you get a view of the event center down on the river. But uh, but when it was built, like I said, it was facing the river, and and you wouldn't know that from. Uh, from going up to it today, but there's a tunnel. There's two tunnels. One tunnel goes to the, and this is from the deer house. One tunnel goes to the carriage house and the other tunnel goes to uh, their in-ground pool and pool house. And that has been filled in long ago. So I, I think they had some issues with people getting in it. And I think from a liability standpoint, they decided to just, just fill it in. But the entrance to the tunnel is still there in the basement. And that that's not part of the, the tour. And I guess they have certain events if you follow the website where you can actually go through the one from the carriage house. So I wouldn't mind doing that too. Yeah, that's a, it's, that's gorgeous. Well, uh, we're talking to Bob DeWitt who just, uh, you know, really uncovers all these jewels that are drivable to see. Uh, and there's such a unique history here in the Midwest. of, And, and the, the Midwest uh, treasures its history and preserves it well and displays it well. So, well, Bob, is that about all, this one? What else we got that you're, uh, uh, what other places have you been? And say the website first so I can jump on and, and, and enjoy it while you're telling you know what? I don't have the website for these in front of me, and my uh, well, my iPad my, my iPad crashed. But look up uh, Laura Ingalls Hotel in Iowa, and I can't remember what the website is. But this was this was kind of an interesting one uh, for Little House fans, and it's in uh, it's in Decor. It's north of Decor. The address is actually Decor. But it's a little town called Borough, Iowa, that's north of Decor. You see the site by any chance? Mingles Otter Hotel. I'm looking that's for it. That's it. That's it. It's a hotel. And it's Borough, Iowa. There it, it is, it, yeah. I'm on it. Okay. It's, it's loading anyway. There it is, Lord Ingalls Wilder Museum. Yeah, and it, it doesn't open until uh, April. It's closed in Borough the winter, Iowa. but yeah. 
but what it is is uh, uh, the only place that the that Laura Ingalls, not Laura Ingalls Wilder, but the young uh, Laura Ingalls, and I think she turned nine when they lived there. The family had lost their crops two years in a row, and uh, Paul Ingalls had a, a friend that ran this hotel in Burroak, Iowa, and the family moved there for two years and helped them run uh, run the hotel. And it's the only place standing that they actually that's the actual building that that they lived in and there there's there's all kinds of uh uh reproductions especially walnut grove up in minnesota but but the actual buildings are are gone and they've been recreated but this is the actual hotel from from that era and she didn't talk about uh the two years there in the little house series but she talks about it in her autobiography so but the hotel's pretty much the way it was back in the day uh, I don't remember what the admission was, but it, it wasn't much. And across the street is the old bank building, and that's that's the gift shop and where you start your tour. You, you, and then they walk you across to the hotel. But uh, pretty neat. There's photo opportunities. They've got a covered wagon down uh, behind the hotel with uh, period clothing, so you can put on your your uh, 1800s uh, outfit and get a picture taken in the covered wagon and they just moved uh, an old schoolhouse was donated and when we were there uh, last fall uh, it was there but it wasn't set up yet they were having to put a foundation under because it was on a hill but but it's a pretty interesting place they, they have a, a Laura Ingalls festival every summer I think it's in June and uh, they have costume contests, and people come dressed as as uh, the pioneers, and and uh, and and they'll have celebrities from from uh, uh, the Little House series. Last year was the the lady that played uh, Baby Grace, and I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But they were twins, but only one of them actually goes out with the. Uh, with the uh, other actors and does events, and and she was there last summer doing autographs at that festival. So, pretty pretty neat little uh, little history. The I, I can't remember. It's probably on the website, but I think the uh, I think the hotel the the room for like twenty five cents a night, uh, two to a bed. <laughs> and I assume that was two men or two women that they didn't say, but uh, two people to a bed <laughs> and just just a fun place to, to go to. And decor is a neat area anyway. So uh, right on the Minnesota border. And uh, so that was that was a neat trip we did last fall. Yeah, I think that's where the Vesterheim Museum is. Uh, yeah, what, I think it is, too. What about the uh, uh, what did she say about Iowa in the in the book she she meant she did mention Stan and Iowa in the book she did in her autobiography that they lived in the hotel and helped her on the hotel and and uh, baby Grace was the the youngest daughter was born actually when they were in Iowa but but uh, she doesn't really mention it in the little house series at all and and it's just briefly touched on in her autobiography okay well uh Look, I've got a picture up here of the Laura uh, Day celebration, and it just looks fantastic. Looks yeah, like a, it does. a whole bunch of fun. Uh, well, uh, where are we going to next, Bob? Well, Roscoe, Illinois, which is uh, Rockford, Rockford area, and it's historic auto attractions. And I think that's a website. Uh, if you look it up, historic auto attractions. 
you'll find it. I'm looking for it. I think John Bain's talking about going there, and I, I tell you, the, the, oh, the guy, Roscoe, Illinois, right here. Yep, yep. That would be uh, – uh, well, I've talked to John about that because that would be a good interview for John to uh, interview the gentleman that owns that. He uh, – I, I believe from talking to him uh, when we went there last uh, last fall before <laughs> close for the winter uh, – I believe it's actually his personal collection, and they just he built the museum to put it in. He owns a company that makes race car parts, and uh, but this I don't know why he calls it historic auto attraction because it's everything. He's got actual presidential limos from uh, Trump, Obama, all the way back to uh, civil. Well, there's a, a visual of- visual tour here uh, right off the bat as soon as you hit the. The website and my mind is already blown. Like you know, it's, say, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's got all the president wax figures. Uh, I mean, all of them. Uh, he's got one of Colonel Sanders' cars. He's got Conway Twitty's cars. He's got uh, uh, a piece of the uh, a car that James Dean was killed in. Apparently, the only piece that or piece that uh, that's known. Uh, he's got gangster era. Uh, gangster era cars, uh, Al Capone type stuff, uh, but it's not just cars. He's got a whole collection of, uh, and these are actual artifacts of Jackie Kennedy's uh, gowns. Uh, he's got a reproduction of the Kennedy uh, car that he was assassinated in that he just got in over the winter. I, I watched a video of him unloading that, and uh, he's got the ambulance. The actual ambulance that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was taken to the hospital in after he got shot. Uh, it, it's just incredible. And he's got the movie cars, of course. He's got the uh, all the Batmobiles from the different uh, movies. He's got a he's and the TV show. He's got a uh, Mayberry Sheriff's car. He's got a Ghostbuster car. He's got uh, uh, a big selection of, of stuffed. Uh, animals uh, giraffes and rhinos and uh it, it we spent we, and i tell you i get in and out of places pretty quick but when we went uh i took over 200 pictures and, and that's really rare for me it, it's just every time you turn around the corner it was something different and when we were moving there or when we were touring the place uh he was in the middle of, of building a, a military exhibit and apparently that's done now and i've seen some pictures of it he does a lot of youtube videos uh, and he's been interviewed by all the all the stations and i actually mentioned the the podcast to him and uh he was willing to do an interview so just a well, matter Bob of don't do it i'm going to beat him to it uh this is uh i, I want to read the uh when uh hours it's open and what it costs it says uh Adults twenty eight dollars seven to seventeen uh, twenty dollars under six are free. They're open t- uh, Tuesday through Saturday from ten a.m. to five p.m. John, I even see some uh, like uh, NASA stuff here. Or there, it's incredible. It's just every time you, you know, it's Bigfoot. Remember that truck, that that Bigfoot, oh, that yeah. monster truck. It's it's sitting in there. Uh, there's a rocket car in there, but but it's, like I said, it's not just vehicles. It, it's just American history from uh, when you first walk in. There's stuff that John Wayne owned that probably should be in his museum in Winterset, 
but uh, you know, a, a vest, and it starts at the western uh, area, and then it goes right into the. And they're moving stuff around this winter, I seen. But it, it, the first area you get into is the presidential limos. But but he's got one of Khrushchev's uh, uh, limos. He, he's got. I mean, it's just uh, some some Nazi. Uh, and he's, you know, and he make put the disclaimer on it that it's just history, so don't complain about it. But, but you know, he's got some staff cards that belong to some of the higher ups in the Nazi parties in in uh, World War Two, and and uh, uh, the same with the Japanese limos. And like I said, a lot of cars, but a lot of stuff other than cars too. So I thought twenty eight dollars. That's that's pretty steep. But honestly, it's like going five museums in one place. Yeah, it, it's just. Man. When we were when we got to the the stuffed animals area, which is when we're on our way out, uh, or the taxidermy, uh, we were on our way out. This gentleman rides up on a bicycle and said, "What brought you to the area?" And I said, "We came to see this." And it was the guy that owned it. He's riding around on a bicycle inside it, and and uh, it, it's it's well worth seeing. And John asked me about it the other day, so I got a feeling he's probably going to make a trip up there. Well, this is the, almost the most, probably the most well-done website I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And like I said, you get on his YouTube channel, and he's got videos. And I know WGN was in uh, in the fall interviewing him, and uh, he just keeps adding to it. And uh, uh, there was a, oh, I can't remember the car, but there, there was a car that was buried uh, for 50 years, and it was a big anniversary thing, and they're going to pull it out after 50 years. And and uh, I remember reading the article about it, but he's got that actual car there. And what had happened when they opened the tomb, uh, lack for a better word, when they opened the tomb, water had leaked into it, and the car was totally destroyed. But it, it was kind of a big deal at the time, and he's got that actual car in there. And, uh, and they had put artifacts, kind of like a... Uh, oh, I don't know what you'd call it, but just from that era to see what was, you know, what would be happening 50 years later. And he's got that actual car there and, you know, how he's buying this thing. Uh, he had, I think he had Petty's original race car uh, that has been totally restored. And uh, it, it was actually for sale for a million dollars. And it's probably still sitting there because I, I don't I don't know that it would sell for a million dollars other than Amicum's or one of the big auction houses. But but, uh, you know, these are actual vehicles that belong to presidents and and and, you know, the, the individuals, like I said, Cur Colonel Sanders and, and Conway Twitty and uh it's, it's just a really neat a dick trickle he's got a whole area there of the race car driver um but yeah if you're looking at the website you're seeing it's it's an amazing place it's, it's well worth well worth uh the trip and it, it's a little bit of a trip from from iowa but really not not that far well uh we've got about 10 minutes left uh you got any other stops that you made recently well, last weekend, uh, we did, we finally got to the uh, National Museum or National Cemetery in Keokuk, Iowa, that uh, you had interviewed you know, months and months ago. And uh, you know, I'd driven by the sign. You know, during the pandemic, we we did a lot of trips to uh, Canton, Missouri, to Steak and Shake, just to get out of Illinois and not wear a mask. And uh, we went by the sign. I mean, every time we went, coming back, and just never, you know, turned left and and 
pursued it, but it, it was it was really cool sitting in the middle of Iowa, and and actually it was good timing because it was it was in the high 40s, so it was warm enough we could get out and walk, but uh, uh, wasn't wasn't a big crowd there, and nothing was open because I wasn't. Yeah, it was Saturday or Sunday. Uh, nothing was open as far as uh, the, the main building, but the wreaths were all still there from Veterans Day, which was just beautiful. Uh, so that was uh, that was well worth the trip. And like I said, we'd been wanting to go since we'd we'd heard your podcast interviewing the uh, the curator of that, and it was it was definitely worth the uh, worth the trip to Keokuk. Yeah, uh, anybody, uh, you know, can skip back, or maybe I'll re reshare that episode. Uh, such a wonderful place. Such rich history. Uh, uh, there was hospitals there in the Civil War, uh, so I'm assuming there was probably a need for the cemetery. Uh, Keokuk was on par with Brooklyn and uh, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and, and places like that to get one of the original uh, uh, cemeteries. The curator has a, amazing stories. It is a beautiful, uh, well, I mean, it's just, everything's just neat as a pin. It's perfect, uh, beautiful statues. It's picturesque. It's maintained. It is, it's just a, a real treasure, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it was, uh, and, and honestly, the cemetery that's, that's next to it, uh, it, it's it's neat there's a lot of uh there's a lot of statues and and crypts and but it's really run down i, I was surprised a lot of tombstones are tipped over and i mean big ones are tipped over so driving through that when i first seen it i thought this is terrible and then you look to the other side and there's the uh the national cemetery and, and what a difference and the way it's kept the grounds are kept and uh just it it was it was worth the trip. I'm I'm glad we did it. We stopped. They're restoring the old uh, Union uh, Union Station Depot uh, down on the river, which has been they haven't used it for years for a, a train station. But they're in the process of raising money to restore that. And it it looks like a pretty pretty cool building too. So Keokuk's just got a that that whole area of Iowa is just. And, you know, I spent a lot of time in Iowa, uh, being from Illinois, we like to get out of here and get the cheaper gas, if nothing else. So, uh, just, you know, for, for us, Keokuk's an hour and a half from home. So it was, uh, you know, just take the Great River Road and uh, from Burlington down and uh, just just a neat area, you know, through Fort Madison, stop for lunch and and uh, cross the old the old railroad bridge and, and then went back up the Illinois side through Nauvoo. So it was a uh, it was a nice day and and uh, I'm glad we finally got down there because like I said after hearing the podcast it was something we wanted to do and and we finally made it so well that's one of the most picturesque drives in America you know yeah I mean yeah, it's just it that area it's just so beautiful and there's so much to see and you got the Mississippi River and uh, that's a neat bridge there in uh, Fort Madison too ain't it yeah it is uh, the old bridge. Uh, that was a toll road. It's it's been basically cut in half, and and it's an observation point now for the power plant and uh, and uh, the river right there. So it, it's it's kind of neat the way they they've set that up too. So so uh, just just a neat town, a lot yeah. of fun, well, a lot uh, of history. 
you, you was it a old schoolhouse or something else? You 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 you, you popped in another stop on that trip, didn't you? Yeah, we just stopped. It, it was an eighteen seventy schoolhouse and cemetery, and we just we seen it on the way, and so we pulled over and, and took pictures. We weren't able to get in it, but but uh, it was it was still cool to see. I like to see these old one room schoolhouses too. A lot of a lot of history there. So. But yeah, wintertime, we don't get to get out and, and see a lot of places. We went to Louisville, Kentucky um, a couple of months ago. They had a, a award ceremony for Peoria native Jim Tomey, who played for Cleveland most of his career, and uh, Hall of Famer, uh, 600 home run hitter, one of the few. I think there's six now that have hit 600 home runs, but they had an award ceremony for him at the Louisville Slugger Museum. and. And we went for that, and uh, while we were there, we got to see uh, Zachary Taylor's home. That uh, and it, it's a private residence now, but it's you know it's got the, you, you can actually get up and take pictures. And then uh, his cemetery, which I believe is a national cemetery too, but I'm not 100% positive. But uh, we've seen his burial site, and of course, uh, rows and rows of. Uh, that, it's of, a Zachary Taylor National Cemetery. Yeah, I thought he was a national cemetery. That was just kind of a fluke. We just, uh, uh, you know, I knew he was from there, and I thought, well, I wonder if there's a home tour, and of course there wasn't, and then we seen the cemetery. So, on the uh, website now. Yep, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, and uh, and uh, you know, like the one in Springfield with uh, with Lincoln, they've got the original small tomb where he was put, and then they built the monument for him, and and the the body was moved. So, but yeah, it, it's a pretty neat. So we we've seen two national cemeteries in the last five months. Well, that's cool. And you got to meet Jim Tomey. We got yeah. It, this was this was funny. It it was an invitation only. Uh, you got an autographed custom bat. They made a hundred of them, uh, and they were a little expensive, but yeah, they only made a hundred of them. So, so anyway, and I, I used to collect a lot of sports memorabilia, not so much anymore. But, but uh, the the award ceremony was advertised from six to nine p.m. and uh, uh, and they had hard hors d'oeuvres, and it wasn't a dinner, but it was an award ceremony. And uh, we got there a little before six. And found out Tommy wasn't coming out till 7:30, which was fine. Uh, uh, but <laughs> we were a little surprised. It was standing only. There were no tables. I mean, you know, we're expecting it's a you know it's a private ceremony. There's going to be white tablecloths, and no, everybody had to stand. And so we're standing around for an hour and a half. Tommy came out. Uh, did his little talk and and we just went back to the hotel after that. We were just beat from standing for two hours. So uh, got to see him, didn't get to meet him, but he didn't mingle with the crowd. He did the award ceremony, gave his little talk, and uh, but I, I was a little surprised that there were no uh, no seats for anybody to sit down. I mean, it was literally you're standing for three hours and. And it was it was an open bar too, so I, I don't drink, but I, I would think you could get people drinking for three hours. That might not be the best thing in the world, but but uh, the Louisville Slugger Museum's neat. I'd been to it right after it opened, probably 25 years ago. So that part of it was uh, was pretty neat. And then you, there's a there's a bat factory tour, so you can watch them actually making the bats. But uh, uh, they've got a lot of. Uh, you know, statues of the different player, you know, Babe Ruth and, and Cal Ripken. And so the, the museum itself is, is 
worth stopping at. But it, and when I went, when it originally opened, there was a uh, parking deck, and you walked into the museum from the parking deck. Well, they they expanded the museum, so so you pretty much got to park a block away. And it's downtown Louisville, which honestly is not the safest place to be at night. It's a, a little nervous, but they, they had police protection there. They had uh, they had hired uh, uniformed deputies to, to be there. But uh, the museum's neat, but it's just not something you typically want to do at night. And they close at 5 p.m., so this was open for this event only. Uh, but I wasn't too happy having to park a block away and, and walk into it. But but Louisville, it was, you know, neat town, a lot of stuff going on. You've got the uh, Muhammad Ali Museum, which we didn't get to. Uh, we were going to the Kentucky Fried Museum, uh, Colonel Sanders. We got them. We, this was Labor Day, actual Labor Day. And uh, we got there at 1.30 and the museum had closed at 1 that day. So we didn't get to go in it. But it looks like kind of a cool museum, too. Well, so we, Bob, did, we, we did a little traveling. We needed a big guest for a big episode for our 800th episode. And you delivered. You delivered a lifetime of memories in 30 minutes or less. Uh, well, hey, let's. Let's get John Bain up to uh, to talk to the uh, guy that owns that museum in Roscoe because I that would be an interesting interview. I'd like to ride up there in the General Lee with Bob. Or, hey, maybe we all ought to go John up there Lee. together. Maybe yeah, we, we ought to go all, together. We should make there. a trip of it, man, because that, that museum, uh, that blew me away. Just that, but all of it combined. Well, we're out of time, folks. Uh, thanks for being with us uh, for over 800 episodes. I hope you can find one that you like. We're out.